Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19 of Keep It Real with Rachel Sinclair. I'm your host, Rachel, and today my guest is Sophie Hudson. Sophie is a best-selling author of five books, and she happens to be my former psychology teacher from high school. She's also the co-host of The Big Boo Cast, which you've definitely heard me talk about if you've listened to this podcast before. She co-hosts that with Melanie Schenkel. Sophie is absolutely hilarious in both her writing and speaking, but she's also not afraid to speak some truth. In her latest book, Stand All the Way Up, she encourages us to stand up for the things that matter and let go of the things that don't. I am all about that message, and we talk about it on the podcast, along with many other fun things. I really think you will enjoy this episode. I do want to warn you that there is a little bit of feedback on the microphone when I talk, and I almost didn't mention it because I don't want that to discourage you. Um, It's really not a big deal, but I hope you will forgive my audio inexperience and faults because the episode is awesome. And if you want to just skip over me talking and listen to Sophie, that's fine too. I'm kidding. It's going to be great, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Sophie Hudson. How have you been? Like, how have you been over the summer? Oh, I've been good. I've been good. I've, 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 I feel like I've, I'm a, a thriver during a quarantine situation. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's been good. That's awesome. It's, um, it's been nice to have a lot of mental energy to, yes. to kind of dig in with it the creative, more creative side of my life. So it's been good. Absolutely. That, you know, I I would not have thought of myself as being a strong quarantine personality because I am like a go, go, go doing a thousand things, you know, have my hand in everything, but the time and space to kind of just reflect and really Uh reevaluate, okay, what do I want to invest my time in? What is important and what can, what's okay that it, maybe went away from my schedule you know yeah exactly yeah and we're we're if I needed margin and I haven't had it where, where do I need time to how does it help me to have time in every single day where I can kind of reflect and I don't necessarily build that in that's all been yes pretty instructive for me so that's, that's been good great. yes well um I feel like we're already in it for the podcasting is that are you good with that I, for just going <laughs> Yes. yes. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> Normally I ask people if they have questions. I feel like you've got this, the podcast game down. So <laughs> I feel good about it. Awesome. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's such an honor. I have known you personally through school, um, yes. <laughs> which I'll tell that story in a minute, but, um, also, oh my goodness, I've just learned from your writing um, and enjoyed it. So I feel like I've been a student of your books <laughs> in a way. Thanks, and um, it's the latest one, Stand All the Way Up, is just delightful. Um, Thank you. Yes. I just, I mean, I clapped. I have said amen out loud, like in my own bedroom. I've highlighted. It's just been a joy and um, challenging in such a good way, like really encouraging, challenging. Yes. So um, we'll talk more about that later. But first, I thought I would tell people how I ended up in your psychology class, which I don't even really okay. know if you know my probably not my reasons of how this lone junior ended up there. Um, <laughs> but it, I guess, yeah. So I was a junior and I had the option of taking drama too, which I really do enjoy drama, but I did a lot of that after school right. or I 
I was trying to think about college majors and me being very type A, you know, I was like, I need to thoroughly explore all options because when I step into college as a freshman, I have to know exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Um, right. <laughs> that'll never change. I'll, I'll know from the beginning. And right. so since I was interested in psychology, I thought, you know, I really need to like dig in deep and, um, you know, take this course and get an introduction and um, prepare myself for college. And I didn't really realize it was like a lot of seniors take this class, you know, maybe because mm-hmm. it's fun. They need an elective and um, they need an elective. They yeah. need an elective. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. All those all those reasons. Um, <laughs> a, B and Z. All they need an elective. But it was so much fun. And I, I did learn about psychology like we did have fun. But it was also just a more lax class, which I think my type A really driven self needed and didn't even know it. And um, it was just interesting and uplifting and not anything like I expected, but I so enjoyed it. And, um, and it was so fun. And I got to know you through that. So <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. I mean, you did, you like to get your business handled. Yes. And so, <laughs> and you're, and the, a lot of the other seniors in that class did not have that same, um, Mindset. going yeah <laughs> and, and they like to chase a lot of rabbits and so um anyway but it was fun and I there's so many people from that class that I still stay in touch with but just it just makes me so happy there's one person in particular who was a senior when um when you were in there and I was thinking about her last night like she is a she's a nurse and she mm. like has really been in it I, I don't know I just it's so cool to see what everybody has where they've sort of landed you know yes. that's, the, that's the best part about working in a school is is watching people grow up and then watch them kind of find the thing that makes their heart beat a little faster and right I don't know, it's, it's a great place to sit I bet well um for those who don't know tell us about you used to teach English primarily and psychology um yes and then but tell us about your job now dean of women well then I moved into about six years ago right after you graduated or think was it your was it your yeah it was right after you graduated it was right after and um into a job called dean of women where I work primarily with the girls in our school um with the kind of low-level day-to-day things going on really just kind of a safe place to to vent process cry whatever um not the serious stuff that would go to our guidance department, but just the everyday challenges and sometimes and the everyday joys too. Yeah. And um, so I did that for about six years, but next year I'm actually moving into. Um, we have been kind of scattered in terms of how we've done student activities, and I know that our current principal um, was not there when you were there, but he is really student driven in terms of he loves for us to have big fun together. Yes. And so I think um, my brother so, was a student while he was. Yes. Um, yes. And I remember him saying that, that he just loves the students and is just invested and he sounds wonderful. So, um, so over last year, they talked to me about, about whether or not I'd be willing to move into that job, kind of a director of student activities job, which I kind of think of as a cruise director job, um, <laughs> you know, oh like, yeah, <laughs> to kind of, um, just to have an opportunity to, to kind of make that whole effort a little bit more unified in the, in our junior high or high school. And so I'm going to do that next year. Now the trick of that is going to be what everything looks like with um, COVID. COVID and how much, you know, we just don't know yet really what that, how that's going to impact the day-to-day of school life. But 
Um, right. But we're planning, you know, as just like we're going to be able to, to jump back in it. So, um, so we'll see how that all goes. But I'm excited about that. It'll give me, I'll have more of a chance to work one-on-one with um, different student leadership teams and that kind of stuff. And I love that. So That sounds so exciting. It's fun. I think it'll be fun. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I yes. You know, and about the COVID thing and planning, I think we've all just come to this collective acceptance that we have no clue, you know, right. and, or and at least that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And it teaches you, I think, to hold on to that kind of stuff loosely. I'm a lot less tied mm-hmm. into my plans and my expectations for what things would look like than I was, you know, three and a half months ago. So I think it's, I hate the reason for it. I, you know, I like just hate to be in a situation where there's so much illness and so much sickness and so much heartache for families. Um, and so hopefully there are a lot of things that we're going to take away from this that will help us to, to love our neighbors and to, to, um, to care for one another better on the other side. I, I really, I hope that that's the case. Absolutely. And that's another thing I've, um, just learned personally, you know, come to understand is that with all of these getting back into activities and meeting with people, everybody for whatever reason has a different comfort level and understanding yeah. and just respecting that and loving people where they are and how, you know, their comfort level. Again, I think that's just something easy we can do to say, you know what, I'm going to love you how you need to be. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. It's, it's, um, it's a, I think a daily sort of release of our own, um, will and way. And so to be able to say, you know, I have a, I have a friend who, is not at all comfortable with going into a restaurant yet. And so, um, so it's a delight to be able to sit outside with her somewhere and she feels more comfortable. You know, I'll just, um, and I'm not super comfortable either. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But but just to kind of ease back into it together and to listen to one another and to, to, to not, um, not to prefer our own opinions over somebody else's. It sounds a little bit like Jesus. I don't know. I hope that that, <laughs> I hope that's where you know, um, we can all land. It's yes. just um, to prefer our, our the people in our lives above our own preferences. Yes, and and to care about what matters, which is honestly a lot of what your book is about. Fight for the things that matter and don't worry about the stuff that doesn't. Um, right. You know, oh, right. I hope that's what, I hope that comes across in it. I hope that comes across That, that's it. what I heard. Well, okay. I want to talk about the title change because as a literary nerd word girl, I yeah. just am fascinated. I think it's so subtle, but important that it started or if, for a while you thought the title might be burn it all down. Right. Yeah. That was the book I wanted to write was burn okay. it all. Down. That and was... then the end, it was stand all the way up. Yeah. So yeah. Tell us that change. <laughs> I, I really, um, so I went through several years, um, of feeling just super frustrated with uh, so many things, uh, so many of us do. And the things that frustrate us are always going to be different, but I just was walking, there was just a lot of transition in, in um in my life and as and again I think everybody's in that pretty much all the time but I I'm an Enneagram nine I don't I don't interact with anger a lot but what I what started to kind of creep in on me was that I was really feeling I was super angry super frustrated but it buried way deep down 
Mm-hmm. And um, so I just was like, I'm going to book, I'm going to write a book called Burn It All Down. And I'm going to write about <laughs> all the things that are frustrating me right now. I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but it's been a little volatile in our country the last few years. A little bit, yeah. So, <laughs> a little bit. So, um, so, and I don't, I don't want to make light of any of that or minimize any of that. I'm just saying, like, no. I just, and then the, the part, so that part, all the stuff going on in the church, all the stuff going on in my personal life. I was like, I, just, I, you know, I'm going to write a book and just say all my, all my feelings. And so I started that book and I got about 20,000 words in and, um, and I spilled a gra- glass of crystal light on my computer oh. and, and I didn't really know if it was burn it all down. I just knew there was stuff I wanted to write about, mm-hmm. you know, and that had kind of been my working title in the back of my head. I remember you in full well, no Christian publisher day. probably was going <laughs> to publish a book on that. Right. But anyway, um, so I lost those 20,000 words because oh. I didn't have backups and I know it's ridiculous. Like I should have, I should have done better. And so what happened was when I, I so I, I went to the Homewood Suites, which is by our house. Yes. And you know the one behind Fresh Market. Oh, I do. And, yes. And um, and so I, I went there for the weekend to kind of regroup because I knew I needed to sort of get back up on the bicycle before I, I just was like, well, that was fun. That, that, I tried that. That didn't work. And what I found was when I went back to the book, um, I just it was almost like I'd gotten some stuff out of my system and I was writing from a different place. Mm. And I remembered um, there were several things that happened on a trip that we had taken to Kenya the summer before. And, um, and, and so all that was kind of in the back of my head. And I think as I started to rewrite, I was writing more from a place of um, how I wanted or how I hoped all those things might change me from the inside out as opposed to me sort of pointing my finger at the world and telling everybody else what they need to do. Ah. <laughs> and, and, um, which I think is, you know, a, a, an honest first reaction a lot of times to stuff, but probably not the most productive one. So it sort of shifted. And I was like, Oh, this is a different kind of, this is a different vibe. And this is, this feels more joyful. I mean, it feels, it's, it, it's more helpful to me to write from this perspective. And so then the book had like 17 titles. I never could land on one. <laughs> I hate uh, titles. They It's so hard. <laughs> it, it is. But, you know, I usually start with every book I've started with a title. Okay. And, um, and, I've, and I've kept that title all the way through. And with this one, I started with a title. And then I was like, well, that's clearly not the title. It's not, the book's not burning all down. <laughs> um, but then I was like, is the book Welcome at the Gate? Is the book oh, um, These Are the Days? Is the book, like, I, 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 I must have sent my agent like six or seven titles at different points. I think it's this. And then it was only when I got kind of to the end of it and started to look back that I realized there was really a thread running through and about standing up, you know, mm-hmm. like whether it's standing up for yourself or standing up for other people or standing up for the body of Christ, whatever it is. And so once I kind of realized that that was the thread, then that's where the title came from. But we still got burn it all down in the subtitle, which, yes. um, which feels right. Cause it's where, I, that's, that's where I started from, but um, but thankfully that's not where I ended. I just, I, I love it. And it, it feels so real. I mean, to, you know, get back to the let go, burn down the stuff that is not important and stand up for the stuff that is. And it's just, it's beautiful. And, and as Thanks. all your books do, it sounds like you, it, it just sounds like you. I just, <laughs> I feel like you've read the whole thing to me. So well, thank you. that is because I had, 
when we get English teachers now in high school who let me write the way I talked. And I had a wonderful um, teacher in in college and in grad school named Marianne Daisy, who passed away about 20 years ago. But mm. she um, taught a personal essay class when I was an undergrad at Mississippi State. And she really let me kind of lean into not feeling like I had to write from what my friend Melanie and I call from the dawn of time perspective. Yeah. You know, I, I yes. got that. She didn't make me write formally and she kind of let me figure out, you, you know, could, like she let me start sentences with coordinating conjunctions and yes. all of the, all the no-nos that you learn growing up. All caps. Um, she, I know that's a, <laughs> yeah. The, okay. <laughs> she kind of let me lean into that. And it's really weird how empowering that was to get to break the rules and the irony of me being a, you know, an English teacher for a long time <laughs> who loves to break the rules when I write. Um, but I always used to, I mean, I always told kids when I was teaching English, when she, once you find your voice, you get to break rules, but you gotta, you know, you gotta find your voice and you gotta, you gotta learn to use it before you can sort of kind of modify what you want to use and what you don't. So, um, I'm really grateful for really good teachers who, um, who helped and taught me along the way. Yes, that, that is so true. The finding your voice. And I'm, I, I have a couple of projects going right now, but one thing is I'm, I'm trying to write a book. Um, I always use air quotes because who knows, you know, (laughs) I mean, in this world, um, but it's um, my kind of thought process is you, you, you have people who have these wonderful memoirs that are, you know, faith-based and inspiring. um, But I haven't really found that from a like young single adult, like, Mm-hmm. out of college doing your life, you know, not that I have all this mm-hmm. wisdom to share, but just honest reflections on how to live well in your twenties. Um, and the yeah. kind of the heart of my, my passion and my message is your best life. Everybody's chasing their best life. Your best life is the life God has for you. Like, the yeah. end. and, um, That's so good. Th- thank you. But all that to say, I have written, uh, you know, a couple of chapters and I sent it to one of my friends and she was like, you've kind of got two voices. You've got this more narrative storytelling, which is good. But then you have this like Rachel sitting down for coffee and, you know, you kind of flip flop. And, and then I reread it and I thought, oh, my goodness, I see it, you know. And so it's finding that blend where it's a consistent voice that's, you know, your own and right. it reads through the entire thing so um yeah and that just takes practice I think I think just the more you do it the more the more you do it that's where the like the blog the, the golden days of yes. blogging back in the the early to mid 2000s was so helpful because we were writing every day and that's a lot. and so the, <laughs> when you're writing every day you, you tend to lock into okay I think this is this is who I am but I can go back to the my early blog post and it sounds really different to me than than than, I don't know, kind of the tone and tenor of how right now. And I think the difference probably is you just sort of settle in and it, it hopefully you get some natural confidence right, right. in your, in your own voice and it becomes a little bit more natural. Exactly. It's just the time and effort, but it is fun too. You know, that's what I tell oh, people. It's so fun. Yes. It's so fun. It's great. And you've always been a great writer. You were a great writer in high school. So Sweet. I Thank love that you. you're staying with it and that you're, um, you're, I don't, you know, got a book in the works. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Well, I do. I write freelance articles um, for some LifeWave publications, which are, are great. But that's uh, 
you know, less Rachel, more objective. And sure. um, then I do, I, I still pull through with the blog, probably about four blogs a year, but you know, yeah. <laughs> riveting, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a riveting selection of things to read. Um, but you know, that's good to keep up. And then this, um, this quote book that I have, so we'll, we'll see, but um, it's, it's a fun journey, but I really enjoy learning you know, reading other people and of course enjoying the work, but also learning in my head. Sometimes I'll highlight yeah. things that just for the written, you know, I'm, I'm like, I love the way this is worded. So it may not make sense if you see, why did she highlight that? But I love it, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same. Like I, I really love to read nonfiction. I can't read it when I'm writing because I'll just, I'll get to a really bad place in my head where yeah. I just want to quit everything. But there's something so fun about reading really gifted writers and and appreciating the most nerdy things about what they're doing yes. one of my one of my favorite writers right now is Knox McCoy who does the pop post yes Knox has a new book called all things reconsidered and and like when I read what Knox writes it alternately makes me want to start a completely new project you know it inspires <laughs> me and then it just makes me want to get in the bed and and give up oh and and I think that's that's when you know like it's really good you know when yes. somebody somebody challenges you inspires you and also thinks oh I gotta do better because like they they're really good at this yes <laughs> absolutely what else have you been reading during quarantine anything oh gosh mentioned? I've read a lot during quarantine right now I'm reading Jessica Simpson's autobiography yeah okay um, you know my mother <laughs> my mother listened to the podcast and we we share a Kindle well we have each have our own Kindle but we have that family plan well she doesn't yes. know how to like purchase the books and so she out of the blue texts me and says get the Jessica Simpson book on Kindle <laughs> and I was like mom do you know who Jessica Simpson is and then I listened to your episode and I thought aha that's where <laughs> and yeah. I said um, yeah. mama why don't why don't you let me teach you why don't you practice you know doing the technology and she said your brain my money I'll pay for it I said that's right. all right that's right. that's, that's that works gonna work. <laughs> so, yeah, that's okay, awesome. Okay, so you're reading that one. <laughs> so I'm reading that, um, and I'm close to the end of it, and I've so enjoyed it. I really have. I've kind of gone like, um, I've read something heavy, and then I've read something light, and then I've read something heavy, and then I've read something light. And um, so I read, oh gosh, what did I read? I was trying to think what I read when I was at the beach. Um, but I read a book called Heavy by Kiesa Lehman, um, who is a professor at Ole Miss, and it's his story of growing up in Jackson. And it is, it, I mean, like, it, it, it's a really difficult book to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but, God, it is brilliantly written. And so that one was, I mean, I, I kind of read that book with my mouth hanging open. Just at the just brilliance of his writing style and the um, just the heartache in his story. It, that one really got me. Mm-hmm. Um so I have, I've thought about that a lot. My favorite book I have read this year, probably in terms of fiction is a book called a dearly beloved by Kara wall. Um, I don't know this. Uh, oh, listen, it's a story of two couples who unexpectedly find themselves, um, in ministry together. And it's, but that's, but it's not like it, when I say that, it's not what you think. <laughs> like it's, there's, there's nothing. Um, and, and what's interesting is in 
um, each of those couples, there's a person who never expected to find themselves in ministry. And so it's just this really beautiful story of how they're of, of what it looks like and means to walk through life together. And when I tell you, like I finished that book on a plane, so that, that was earlier in the year, clearly because I was flying. Um, and I bawled my eyes out. It's so beautiful. There's it, again, it's not, it's not what you think it is, but I just thought it was brilliant. Um, so that's, that's been a great. Good, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I really, really loved it. And it's uh, fiction's a little bit harder for me to read um, because it just requires, you just got to buy in on a lot of levels for me. I feel that, <laughs> um, you know, one of my nicknames is realistic Rachel. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just can't, it's just harder for me to kind of, to engage um that the, but the anyway, suspension so I read that suspension um, of belief what is that yeah yeah so I, like, that's why I don't <laughs> any kind of fantasy or anything like that oh me either I can't do okay. it I can't I can't I tried uh, my friend got me the Harry Potter series or not the series he got me the first Harry Potter book for my birthday and was so excited he's like you love literature you're a word person you're gonna love it I don't know. I'll probably get so much hate for this on the podcast. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I just wasn't drawn in. I'm going to get so it's much, just, so many comments. It's just, it's just not your thing. No, the fantasy um, is just, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I, um, I also, let's say Knox's book, All Things Reconsidered is fantastic. Yes, that is on my list. I read um, his first book, which I'm blanking on the title now. I can see the blue cover. The, the Wondering Years. The Wondering Years. Yes, there we go. Um, yes, that was fantastic. So the All Things Reconsidered is on my list for sure. Um, and then I was trying to, I'm trying to think what else. I know I've read other stuff. Those, but, those are but, great recommendations. And I will say there's a book coming out. Um, Carrie Compacus, who lives here in Birmingham. I read her, an early copy of her book, um, which she's the mom of four girls and she has a book coming out called Love Her Will. And it is not, and listen, I don't even have a daughter, you know, I mean, I work with the girls at school, but I don't, I'm, I'm not the mother of a daughter. And, um, it is the best anything <laughs> I have read about that relationship between moms and daughters. It's so good. It comes out in August, I think. And then I, I just remembered one other book that I loved a ton that I read at the beginning of quarantine, um, which is a Barbara Brown Taylor book called Leaving Church. And it's just a memoir of her becoming um, the priest of an Episcopal church in Georgia. And just, again, I, I, apparently I'm drawn to books about sort of the journey of faith. And sure, it is so beautifully written. It just, like, you talk about just stopping for a minute to ponder the beauty of a really well-crafted sentence. That wow. is, that's this book. Like, it's just so beautifully written. So, um, we, you have given us a great list. That is, well, awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm on the hunt because I just finished educated by Tara Westover. Have you read this? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I, I mean, I was hooked and my, my mom has been trying to get me to read it for months and I finally picked it up and oh my goodness. Talk about, um, serious nonfiction memoir. It was just, okay. I need to read it. Oh, I, have it's you not? Been on my oh, list too. you, you got to get it. You are going to be just sucked in. It's a tragic, heartbreaking, but fascinating. Um, okay. Piece of work, I'm so. going to put that on my list. Yes, definitely. 
Okay, and back to your book. I did want to ask you one more question. This theme that you wrote about has been so true to me and to my friends, I think to people in this stage of life. Um, But you talk about needing people and how Mm -hmm. we all need people, even though for some strange reason (laughs) we all think we don't. Um, Can you talk a little bit about your journey in that and to realizing that we are meant to live in community and accept um, help and fellowship from others. That's, yeah. You know, it's so weird because I have, and I say this in the book, like I, I have always had really wonderful friends and I have, I mean, I have friends from high school, college that I have walked with through my whole life, but there was something that happened with me. Um, when not too long after Alex was born, where I really kind of shut down in terms of being open to, to new, really deep friendships. And I, I think there's there are a thousand reasons for that. But I think, especially as women, sometimes we just, we fear judgment. We think we're doing it wrong. I was working a lot of the people I knew who had small children were not. And so I just kind of um, put myself in this corner and didn't really have any desire to, to get out of it. You know, I just, I didn't put myself out there a lot in terms of, of making new friends. And David and I really realized, um, by the time Alex started school, that we, that something had to give, like we had to do something differently because we just, um, not that, not that life was bad or anything like that, but we just missed companionship, like deep companionship with other people. And so it's a long story, but, um, we ended up connecting with a few other families through, um, through our school, but who actually went to our church and, and he, I just, I kind of see our lives as sort of before that and after that. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I write about in the book is about me sort of processing, making my peace with different transitions and changes over the, the last few years. And I will tell you that, that, that after I edited the book, um, last summer, it was like all that anger that had simmered for a long time, just I mean, it bubbled up and, and it meant business. Like I just, I could not move through it. And, and so when I think about what it means to really live life in community and in the companionship and the company of other people, um, I, I think most recently about that time and what it's like to have people who know you well enough to go, Hey, something's off. Yes. Something's there's something here that's hard and it's not getting easier. And, um, and I would not take anything, um, for being able to walk through that in the safety and the security of people who really love me, but who love me enough not to let me sit in my own bitterness. So, yes. So it's just, we we just have to have people who see up, like the the up close version of our, our real lives, um, to like if if we're going to say that we're people of faith, if we're going to say that we want to love people like Jesus does, then we've got to have people who who can recognize like, hey, for whatever reason, this is this is a place where you're real challenged right now. And I'll never forget my friend Casey sitting sitting across from me one day, and I like I it was like I had, I. Had, started to cry and I couldn't stop. And she just said, Hey, um, Sophie, this is not getting any better. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's not, yes. but I needed somebody else who, who had, who could see it, you know, and who I trusted enough and who I knew was for me enough to speak into it. So mm-hmm. I just think, um, we are, we're meant for community. We're meant to, to love one another, but, but, um, 
we've got, sorry, my dog is really upset about something. <laughs> oh, but, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, so but we've, we've got to be willing to let people really see us. And I think that's what's, that, that's the hard part is because we would really rather, the social media version is really the preferable version to share, right? Like, oh, totally. <laughs> um, yes. Like, like yes. the filters and all. And so like, I, even this morning, I was, um, I, so, let, me, let me just get Hazel for a second. Sure. Hazel, <laughs> Somebody else has put her in a ring. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, just this morning, I was, I was, I looked over in the mirror and I was like, oh my gosh, my, my neck is doing some new things in terms of like, uh-huh. <laughs> like some wrinkles. I was like, is that from my pillow? What's that from? But, but here's the deal. If I if I were to post a picture of myself today on Instagram, I could filter right over that thing, right? I could oh, make yeah. it look all shiny and new. Use and the, so, the spot just, check tool to, you know, just, right. get it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so we need people who don't just see the shiny filtered version of ourselves. That's our only, like, if, if, our, if our goal on this earth is to to be agents of love and mercy and justice and to usher in the kingdom of God. Um, we can't pretend as we, we do that, but we can't, we, we've got to be sincere, genuine people. And so the only way to know how that's going is um, to do life with other people. And listen, that means hard conversations. Mm-hmm. That means um, not agreeing all the time. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the not shiny parts of life that I think are the sandpaper that make us, you know, that, that kind of shape us and um, form us into people who hopefully are more like Jesus. So it's yes, just, and it's not a quick fix no. either. It, you know, the moment Casey said this is not going away, it didn't all change mm-hmm. there. It's and you have to have people who are going to be with you in that change and let you be not okay for a while, you know, but we're pushing you towards, um, wherever you need to be. And, um, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think the thing that we tend to do a lot of times, because any new relationship is fun on the front end, you know, like any, it's like, it's almost, it's like a, I mean, a new friendship is almost, it's, I'm not saying it's not a romance, but right. but, it, but there's like this initial, like sort of just, it's all so fun and it's so happy and look how exciting. well we get along and look yeah. how much we have in common. And it's just, it's so exciting. And it's like a, it's like a really great um, movie montage with, with peppy music in the background, you know, we're, right. just, we're just walking along and swinging our shopping bags and, um, you know, laughing over coffee and all this kind of stuff. And I think what we tend to do is then that, that will hold for so long, but then, I mean, you cannot hide your real self from people when you're committed to community. And, and what we did with, um, these families that we're really in it with, David and I were talking about last night, is we said out loud, we are committing to being family for one another here in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that means when something happens, we whatever if we need to drop something in order to care for one another, we drop something. And um, and so what happens when you go into life with that kind of commitment? Um, golly, they're just going to see all the worst parts of you. You know, yes. like <laughs> um, there is there's there's not a single person um, in this this community of ours that has any any illusion about or delusions about who I am Mm -hmm. and you know and who I am when things aren't aren't 
aren't going my way. Right. So, right. And you have, but there's so much freedom. Know. It's just a, a tiny picture. You know, there's so much freedom and being so um, imperfect and at, at times unlovable and, and at the same time being so completely loved. And yes. because that's, that's what Jesus does for us. And so it's this manifestation of his, um, heart and his character in the day to day. And, um, and it's been wonderful. Yes. Hard sometimes, but wonderful. Yes. And to bring it full circle, the heart of Jesus is loving in truth. And mm-hmm. that is what we do when we are in relationship with people and want to be a good friend. We love in truth. And, um, and that, and it's the same. That's what we do with our, you know, our anger and our feelings. We go, okay, what, what about this is truth? Where does, you know, right. Jesus speak truth into this and how do I live that in love? Um, that's, and, and I think even in your book, you said uh, in, during one of the times when you were getting overwhelmed just with all that was going on in the world and in personal life, you just read the gospels because it, it, you were I like, mean, I got to see Jesus and <laughs> be I, reminded. I, I never, yeah. I was so desperate to, to see him. I needed to see him walk and live and speak and heal and love like I just I I can't even tell you how how meaningful that was to me and I know Annie Downs um has a she's posted before in her on her Instagram a gospel reading plan um that's from a, a church in Canada but but she just she reads through the gospels for her quiet time and I'm gonna tell you what um I, if if we would commit to that as a church, <laughs> I think <laughs> as the church, um, it, I think it would change how we treat one another and how we treat other people. Because to see the way, like just to see Jesus's life in action, and I think if somebody's like, "Well, I don't know if I want to read all that," then read the book of Luke. Like, just go and watch Jesus's life from start to finish. Yes, um, it's so instructive and so encouraging and. Um, and for me, has a way of shifting everything back into perspective. Um, I don't know. It's it's um, it was life giving yes. to me. That was a couple of summers ago when I did that, and it was really, really, really helpful. Absolutely. Well, this has been so fun catching up with you and talking about the book. Um, I just, I'm such a fan, <laughs> such a Sophie supporter. So, um, Thanks, I Rachel. Just hope that everybody who listens will buy your book and read it. It's fantastic. And you're fantastic. So <laughs> thanks Rachel. You are, you're fantastic. I'm so proud of you. And just, um, you know, I'm so proud that you're sticking with the writing thing and, um, you know, we just can't have too many encouraging voices. So, uh, um, and truthful voices. So I'm really proud that you're sticking with that and, um, and just seeing what the Lord would, would do with, yes. with your writing gifts. Cause oh. you have one. You're, thank you. That, that means a lot. And it, it really is. Um, it's up to him. You know, we, <laughs> I, sure. we obey and, um, do, do what we feel like we are the task we're given to do. And, um, and whatever it's meant to be, it will be. So, <laughs> Well, I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, but we are just so excited for you, cheering you on. So, <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. All right, have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Isn't she delightful? I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Please check the show notes to find the link to purchase Stand All the Way Up, 
Sophie's latest book, and I'll put the link for the Big Boo cast, which you will love listening to. As always, thank you for listening today. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and give it a rating, hopefully five stars. And if you really want to make my day, write a review. That would be incredible. You can find me on Facebook at Rachel Sinclair Writes or on Instagram and Twitter at one, like the digit, one Rachel Sinclair. That's all I've got. I will talk to you next time. Bye.